0: Soon in as Daryl brings you actionable strategies and tactics that can immediately increase your sales and success. So you ready? Hey Daryl.
1: How you doing everybody? Another episode of Inside Inside Sales. My name's Daryl. What's yours? You guys got to reach out to me more often. And I had to be careful when I asked that because you reach out to me a lot already, which I love. I get two kinds of feedback typically. I get the Man, that session with that speaker on that topic killed it. Loved it. It was fantastic. I've already started using it. Thank you so much. Or I get the, hey, love the show. Wondering, can we talk about X? And today's show is actually inspired by that, the latter. I love getting those, but I want more. So don't be shy. If you're sitting there, go to LinkedIn, go to Twitter, ping me, give me your feedback, good bad or indifferent because candidly folks this is our show this is like our time together and I really I want to make the show everything you need it to be for you to be successful and for it to be a fantastic user time and so you're not hitting that I want to listen to this at 2x because I can't listen to Prail for 30 minutes so I'll listen to 15 or I want to you know I want to fast forward to the key stuff I want this to be like dynamite time that we all just love working together today's conversation interesting. I want to get into what the topic is shortly, but as I like to do, I like to kind of share some stories. Literally this morning, and I'm not making this up, you sales reps are out there are going to freak when I tell you a little bit about this. I'm doing my thing. I'm Joe Marketer and we have these people who are representing this trade show who think that we would be a fantastic addition to their event. Time is tight. Deadline's almost upon us. They want to uh, to talk, you know, do we have an expression of interest, which we did actually have an expression of interest. They've already had that initial sales qualification stage where, you know, this is our value prop, and yes, we're in, and so now, boom, they've moved me to the classic AE role, and now we're gonna have an appointment. And here we are jamming. The meeting, you just dial in. Here's the number. No PIN required to go straight in. My events person and I, we dialed the number. Boom, we were right in. It was weird not having to dial a PIN, but boom, we're in. Life is good. We're small talking with this woman. I don't know who the woman is. I'm assuming she's part of the crew. And finally, she's like, you know, so, you know, who's here? Like, what are the names? And I'm like, I'm Daryl. And Nicole says, I'm Nicole. And all of a sudden, this is long pause. And she's like, I think, I think we have a mistake. I, you know, you're, you're at a meeting you shouldn't be at. And I'm like, I'm looking at my counter invite where it says the number. She disappears and she comes back and She goes, yes, you're, you're here to talk to Tom or David. They shouldn't have given you this number. We have a system to share this and they didn't do it right. And you're in my meeting. You got to talk to them. I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm the prospect. So I said, you know what? I'll just send them a Zoom link. So I send them a Zoom link. Boom, we get on and we're talking about the show, I'm just in the basics. I'm going through what's your show all about? And they're sitting there saying, so, you know, what do you want to do? And I'm like... You guys came to us. You know, tell me about your show more. Well, you know, this is the show. And I'm like, okay. So I can see right away this is going nowhere. I do what every good CMO does. I just take control. I take control. I'm like, okay, help me understand something. I said, I've got your prospectus in front of us. I understand the composition of the show. Some questions for you. You know, you've got... um, how many people are there and, and kind of uh, what size company break out. That's great. I need to know by industry because, you know, there's only certain industries I, I sell to. Oh, you know, the show changes every year. And really, it, it's hard to understand, you know, it just really changes. I'm like, well, dude, let's just use for example. Let's say I don't sell to manufacturing, but a large percentage of your people are manufacturing. I have no interest in this show. I need to know. If I get there and it's all manufacturing, that's not who I sell to, waste of my time and money. Yeah, we can maybe get you some of those numbers. I said, okay, fine. I said, help me understand the roles, the titles, the roles. Yeah, we don't really have that because it changes every year. And I'm like, dude, it's a SaaS show and lots of startups and everything else. So I said, I don't want to talk to developers. They don't buy my products. Sales folks, marketing folks, you know, senior level folks. That's who I want to talk to. Yeah, we don't really track that. I'm like, so you've got me here to sell me a show and you can't tell me the industry and you can't tell me the roles. Well, we can send you a list of the titles from this, this year past. So that doesn't. I'm not trying to buy your product with me doing all the work. And this is how the conversation went over and over again. And in the end, I was screaming. I'm like, okay, so there's this gold level sponsorship. And I said, your rep told us with that we get a speaking event. I said, is that the case? Well, it's really late in the game. We don't know if we can get that or not okay, I'm now at this point speechless. And then they're like, well, you know, we can maybe squeeze you in, we have to rework the agenda, you know, but how credible are you as a speaker? And, you know, <laughs> and, and, and do you do much of this? Now, for those of you who know me, I speak a lot. I've won a couple of recognitions over time. I speak a lot. And so what we got out of this was this person did no research into me, had no ability to represent what me as a CMO would be interested in knowing, and had no data to back up their value prop. It was all upon me. In this particular case, they were looking for a $30,000 investment. <sighs> so as you might imagine, that called in well. What did they screw up? They screwed up Discovery. Man, did they screw up Discovery. Boy, did they screw up Discovery. I know you guys are nodding your heads right now, and that was actually ironically what this, one of our ongoing listeners who asked, can you talk about discovery? Because me and my team, we struggle with this. We don't stick to the framework, we, we go off track, we don't do it right, and ironically, this individual, totally coincidental, also sells events. So, how was that for a small world? So I said, we need to do a show on discovery, and I said, who is all about discovery? And if you've been following LinkedIn at all in my conversations, you have seen me have a wonderful exchange with Randy Ramirezma, and Randy's with Span the Chasm, and he is the founder, he is a sales trainer, consultant, coach, teacher extraordinaire. He got my first attention when he did this wicked video on just one small element of, of discovery. Which is don't jump in since you hear something you like, don't jump all over that person because now you want to share. So I said, dude, I gotta have you on. Since then Randy and I have developed a fantastic friendship, connect with each other. We find out that we're both approximately the same age with lots of the same hang ups and habits. So with that, it's gonna be a quirky call today. I'm looking forward to it. Randy, my friend, welcome to the inside inside sales show.
2: I simply cannot put into words how excited I am to be here today, Daryl.
1: I think you can. I think I've never seen you lacking words. You are one skilled oratory expert. Is that a word, oratory expert? There seems to be a better word for now. that. And we're going to make that up. You heard my story when I was sharing that. What was going through your mind?
2: Um, it just the, the, the tragicness of it, the avoidability of that, the shamefulness of it. I mean, there's a thousand things. You wonder why salespeople have bad rapids because idiots like this young person or this person, I don't know how old they were, Not taking the time to understand, you and I talked a little bit before we got on the call, the importance of understanding who your ICP is, what they really do, what really hurts them, and how you can solve their problem. To put that amount of pressure on you to lead your own discovery process, decide if you're going to make an investment or not, so avoidable, so tragic, so shameful.
1: And the funny part is, you know, I am on the hook. I have a pain, if you will, to generate leads for VanillaSoft. Therefore, I saw this might be a good opportunity based on what I perceive, which is just surface on their audience, people would be attending. But so I have self identified already. If I hadn't self identified, if this was just this individual trying to discover me right away, I would have bailed long ago. I got off that call and I actually called Nicole back, my events person, and I said, what the F? And she's like, oh my gosh, that was like the worst call. Ever They were so not prepared. And the worst part was, Randy, was that I was now dealing with the accounting exec plus the original SDR. So I had not just somebody who was junior. I had supposedly the more senior individual in that sales cycle, and that's where we are. It was crazy. I'm not the only one going through this. There's prospect after prospect going through this. There's sales reps going through this and making the same mistakes. When it comes to discovery, let's start with some basics, all right? There's one school of thought that says the way to manage discovery is to have a script. There's another school of thought that says the way to do discovery and have yourself some freedom is to have a framework. So what camp are you in? Are you pro frameworks or pro scripts?
2: you like, are you this or that, the Luigi Benjamin all over again. I love it. (laughs) I am a frameworks guy because I believe if you have taken your time, you've prepared, you have honed your skills, having a framework as a guide allows you to be much more situationally fluent. Whereas if you get stuck with a script, I've seen thousands and thousands of reps. They're on their script. If they go off script at all. It just hits the fan in a big way so i am in general a frameworks guy i do believe in the first 10 or 15 seconds i do want to have that pretty scripted so that i don't screw that up i don't want that to be framed i want to be able to say my name is randy reamers i'm here from span the chasm for this reason and give you a specific open-ended engaging question just to get you to start paying attention i do believe for a very brief moment of time we need to have a script but I find that in our coaching, companies that use frameworks do much better than companies that use scripts.
1: I really like how you're approaching this, which is a little bit of a hybrid. You're mostly, you're predominantly framework. I love the fact that you do have that script, if you will, for the first 10, 20, 30 seconds, whatever it might be. Everybody's heard me rattle on before. I've talked to Chris Beal, I've talked to Benjamin Dennehy, I've talked to many others. That first 30 seconds, I'm just generalizing. is so important to nail and get it right and not follow those same mistakes. Like, hi, how are you? How are you feeling today? What's the weather? By that point, they've tuned out and moved on. I love the script up front. And one of the things we talked about was I shared a framework that I like to follow. I shared this on LinkedIn. For those who didn't catch it, it's a framework that I didn't craft, did not craft, but I. it works for me. And it's called Spiced, S-P-I-C-E-D. And what I like about Spice is it just, to Randy's point, it's a framework that allows me to kind of progress through the whole conversation. And we're going to talk with Randy shortly about that whole progression, what you need to watch for and do and not do. But SPICED stands for what's the situation? What pain are they in? What's the impact it's having? So SPI, what's the critical event that's forthcoming that will force them to make a decision because they have to avoid that critical event or have something done at that point in time? So SPICE, and then what's the decision-making process? If in my discovery call, I can use that framework to make sure, oh yeah, I, I got I to ask the question about what's the impact. I got to ask that question, but what's the pain? And what's the critical event? That kind of keeps me on track, but it lets me to bob and weave and go around and have a wonderful conversation, build a little bit of a rapport, but keeps me focused because I will get distracted. Now, do you have a framework you like to follow,
2: Randy? We do have a framework. There's a content partner of ours, Aslan Training and Development, that we use here in Atlanta, and we've worked with them and a lot of their content. We try to keep it super simple, the five P's. What's the profile of the company? What's the problem they're dealing with? What's preventing them from being successful? What's the priority of this problem? And who are the persona or the personnel that need to be involved in, in solving this? So that we have a way just to kind of frame it up. Whether it's spiced, whether it's you know, the five P's, whether it's whatever. I don't think it matters. I love these conversations because people be like, you have to have you know this sales methodology. <laughs> you know, We're a sales training company. Let me go ahead and say this. I'm not a big fan of sales training. Um, Because I find it often gets implemented poorly, it doesn't get followed up, and you have to do things, you know, people want to do things a certain way. Basically, I'll say, look, any sales methodology is going to be better than no sales methodology. So whether you're Spin, you know, Challenger, Sandler, there's a thousand things we can talk about. Having a methodology matters. And the methodology, it has to work in your system with your salespeople, with your ICP, and it has to work in that environment. So I don't get all bent out of shape about which framework you're gonna use, whether it's you know spiced or whether it's the five Ps, having something that's gonna keep you directionally correct, I think is critical in a way that works for you and your team.
1: I love that. I'm the same school of camp as as you are. It's really meant as a, you know, you use the bad analogy here as a GPS. It just kind of keeps you going to the destination you want to get to and making sure you hit all the way stops along the way. Cause that's what you need to do in the discovery process. Mm-hmm. I'm with you as well. The framework doesn't work. Pick one that works for you and that the target can connect with and relate to and get you all the facts you need to be able to go and propose a solution. Yeah. That's all that matters. I agree with you. All right. So,
2: with- and I want it before you go on, you said, you said the word facts. I also want to add in a word and this may be crazy. Okay. I want to add in the word emotions as well. I think we need to add emotion into the process as well, because if we're going all fact, we're on the rational side of our brain, people don't start moving until they feel emotional pain. That's where decisions really get made. It's as we heard this, we make emotional decisions and back them up with intellectual alibis. So we, yes, we must get the facts. I believe we also need to enhance that. we get the, get or groom the emotions in the process as well. All right, hold that. Now back to you, Daryl. Hold
1: that thought because I want to come back and pick up that emotional conversation, but we need to have a quick little break. So we shall be right back. Don't go anywhere folks.
3: CRM was designed for managing relationships Sales engagement is designed for starting them. Current stats indicate that sales reps only contact new leads about 50% of the time and make less than two attempts to contact them. And they're only about 35% productive. CRM is the wrong tool to engage sales prospects. VanillaSoft is an engagement platform. It allows you to rapidly turn marketing qualified leads into sales qualified leads. According to user reviews, VanillaSoft will increase your pipeline and productivity by three times or more by ensuring each new sales lead is engaged within seconds persistently and with the cadence that's optimal for your prospects. Don't let your sales leads fall into a black hole. Take your lead engagement and sales qualification out of your CRM. Try VanillaSoft for free at VanillaSoft.com.
1: I missed you, Randy. I just want you to know that it was really an emotional thing on me, but we're back, man. Did, did you miss me during that little break?
2: I didn't. I had my roast beef and cheddar <laughs> sandwich. It was delightful <laughs> with a <the> horseradish. you <laughs> <laughs> spinach in my teeth, oh, okay?
1: Man. You, you look fantastic. You genuinely look incredible. As good as I as, can. Right? I mean, as I good, good as, as you can. Radio. You look way yep. better than I do. That's the annoying part. All right, you mentioned emotion. I love yep. that. You know, so the framework is around getting to the destination and gathering all this information, but... There are different kinds of things you need to connect with. You need to connect with their emotion, which is often, you know, the pain. that We talked about maybe my spice concept. The pain hurts, frustrates the living hell out of me. So there's the emotion, but there's also goals and there's numbers and there's politics. Are there any tricks or techniques you can use to make sure that we are intentionally seeking all that information out?
2: I want to capture this piece because we listen to a lot of calls with our clients, um, with SDRs and with AEs in the first, you know, the first part of the sales process. And you might be on a call like the call that you were on the other day. I don't know how long it lasts, but maybe you're on a 20, 25 minute, 30 minute discovery call with someone. And, you know, let's say it's 30 minutes. In that 30 minutes, there's probably 25 minutes of BS. Um, But there's going to be a couple of moments that we need to dig into. And what I'm always listening to, you know, I do my own prospecting. i got to do my own pipeline build here at Span the Chasm. There's discovery gold that we talk about a lot. There's three things my radar is on high alert for. If I hear a number, if I hear a goal, or if I hear an emotion, I always know that that's the time to stop and dig in and tell me more. The emotion might be, wow, that'd be the holy grail. Okay. They want something here very badly that would mean a lot to them. Talk to me about what that would mean. What does it look like if you are able to achieve that? Or, man, this old system we got feels like just an anchor around my neck. There's a lot of emotion there. And it seems really obvious to dig into that, Daryl, but I hear a lot of reps. They're like, oh, wow, that must suck. And then they move on, right? And they just miss that moment. Or a number. Here's what I know. If you say 17%, I know that you want that number to either go up or go down. Operational expense, 17%. Operational expense is a percentage of revenue. I want that number to go down. Year-over-year revenue growth, I want that number to go up. But a lot of times, reps don't stop and calibrate around a number. If an executive that you are talking to says a number, stop the car, park for a minute, and dig in. And then the last one is goals. Hey, we are trying to. We are on a mission so that. Those three areas, they seem obvious when we talk about them on your podcast here, but uh, a lot of people are just missing those magical moments. They come a couple of times in the call, and when they're gone, they're just tragically gone. So when you hear those things, numbers, emotions, or goals, stop, dig in, and find out what it means. What's the why behind the statement?
1: So think about that, folks. Again, I'll I'll fall back just in the framework that I I know, Spice, using his example, oh, you know, this, this is like an anchor around my neck, you know, that example Randy just gave you. I would immediately go into the, the eye of Spice and say, well, what impact is is that having upon your operations? And then to Randy's point, because they're going to give you some numbers now at this point in time, you want to calibrate. It's affecting your whatever, your new customer acquisition. Well, what should the new customer acquisition be? Did you have a goal that you're trying to achieve and you're trying to get to X, but you're only at A? Are you this far behind? Wow. So how is that pain now we're on the P being experienced, you know, in the operation because of this impact, right? And oh well, you know, cash flow is affected, and now we're looking to do some reductions in staff, and and our competition's kicking ass, and and now we're not, and, and so just to Randy's point there, use that framework and physically stop. And I love the word you said, calibrate. That is such a powerful, powerful word. It reminds me a little bit of the video you did make, and again, if you haven't seen. Randy's video. Check him out. Follow him on LinkedIn. He did a video. He was in uh, some fine urban center and he was I don't know, getting out of his car, getting into oh, his yeah. car. And he just stopped and he said, you know, when you're, you're on a discovery call with somebody and they say, we have this pain, this anchor around my neck. And you know that your solution can solve that pain. Too many reps just want to jump in and just go, blah, well let me tell you about my product and how we can fix it. And in fact, that is the antithesis of what you want to do, at least initially in the discovery process. So maybe talk a bit about that. Why did you share that? Did you experience that with a prospect? And, And what should people be doing instead of that? Because many people are going, but here's a chance for me to connect. I can fix their problem.
2: So, okay, I want to stop on that. If I blurb, I can fix their problem and then I'll connect. You're actually not connecting at that point. You connect when you dig into it and you ask them questions and you reflect back and then they feel heard. That's actually when you connect. All you were doing before was educating. Do not confuse education with a connection. I want to stop there on that one. Yeah, I remember the video that you are referring to, a little 90 second clip. I was in Boston. I just gone off a call with a senior sales leader that we work with and he was frustrated with, they're, they're diving in too quickly and we talk about avoid the pounce principle. You hear that first thing and you jump on it and you start to educate whatever. Here's the problem with that. Number one, you stop discovery, right? Uh, Once you start to educate, you start to align. There's two times when discovery ends. First time is when you cut them off and you start to pitch. The second time is when you start talking about where your price is. This is how much it's (laughs) going to be. Because now now they focus on the price and your opportunity to, to harvest more value or more opportunity to create more value is basically gone. Let's pay attention to those things. With regard to the pounce principle, here's why I'm very, very cautious not to bite on the first lure. Because usually, this is my experience, the first thing that comes out of their mouth that we might solve is the most recent thing that they've dealt with. But it may not be the most important thing that they've dealt with. If I just smashed my thumb with a hammer, all I'm going to be able to talk about is how much my thumb hurts. But if I have something much more systemic problem with me, you're going to sell me a box of Band-Aids. You might have been able to sell me something else much, much different. My cholesterol's out of whack. You know, my blood pressure is really high. But you sold me a Band-Aid for my thumb because that's what I talked about. If you'd stayed in the conversation with me about my health conditions, I would have said, oh, yeah, my cardiologist on me like a pit bull on a pork chop because I can't get my cholesterol down because I eat 37 pounds of shrimp every week or whatever. So when we pounce on that first thing, we usually get the most recent thing, but not the most important thing.
1: Pitbull on a pork chop—that is a wonderful visual. I appreciate that.
2: Everybody stop right now. Okay, that's every SDR that that Uh, I've seen. It is. It totally is. And that kind of gets me. You've talked
1: a little bit about the role of listening, and you contrast that with the whole concept of steamrolling.
2: And this is probably where what gets my dander up around the scripts, because the script has a start and it has an ending. And by golly, as an SDR, BDR, ISR, whatever your company calls them, I'm going to get to the end of my script. And so I just go through the whole script. Sometimes I go through my script without even having gotten permission. I always find that amusing. I get a lot of calls from lead gen companies. Hey, how you doing? All right, you've indicated this is a cold call. Thank you. And they say some value prop and then they just go into their pitch while even asking me if I'm interested or if it's okay to ask me a few questions. They just go into their pitch. So one thing I find it interesting is don't go into discovery until you have permission because they're not engaged yet. Until someone gives you permission to start asking, they're not really listening. I still do stupid stuff. I'll be sometimes like 90 seconds into discovery call and I'm like, hold it. They're not with me yet. I never got permission. They're out right now. They're updating their CRM right now with whatever yep. from their last call got to have that permission and the steamrolling, you know, if I'm going to start the, you know, the upper left of the, of my script, I'm going to go to the lower right. And um, I'm just going to go through that. Number one, I'm going to miss all those wonderful opportunities where they give me that discovery goal, that emotion, that goal, that number. And a lot of times we got to just slow down a little bit and dig in because it's like that third or fourth clarifying question where we start to get that aha, exactly moment where, Oh, Daryl, aha. I get your problem because I've dug in with clarifying questions. I get your problem. It sounds like this, right? And then you go, Randy, exactly. And here's what I know about my brain. When you get someone to lean in and say exactly, there's literally a dopamine release in the pleasure center of their brain. And the next thing that you say will be perceived as truth. You got You understand my problem. Exactly. And then they say something crazy like this. Randy, how would you solve that? And what you say, you'll get the chance to throw up all that wonderful product stuff that you have. But you got to stay in there. Don't steamroll them. Don't try to get to the end of your script. Try to get to the meat of their pain, not the end of your script.
1: Now, you have said one thing. We'll make this our final talking point, and we're getting tight on time here. You can do all of this. I'll let you finish the sentence. Nothing happens until we make
2: the current state unacceptable. Bam. Bam.
1: Did we just do bam together at the same time?
2: Simul bam. Oh, man, simul bam.
1: How do we do that? I think what I love about that statement says is, we have to remove status quo as an option.
2: We have to remove status quo as an option. For those of you on video, uh, this will be easy. For those of you that are um, listening to us while you're at the gym, you'll have to imagine this. I'm drawing a little band here in the air. This, this band is where we spend 80% of our time. And in this band, you know, my team lost, my team won, came to work, my boss is still an idiot, blah, blah, blah. It's it's our life is in this sort of 80% band. And the decisions we make in this band are, hey, Daryl, where do you want to go for lunch? Do you want to watch Netflix tonight or do you want to do some on Hulu? We make these sort of life decisions in here. Current state unacceptable, we must take them out of that emotional state and get them below that line to experience some actual DNA, fear, paranoia, we got to make the current state unacceptable. And usually, if you don't already know about it, I need to be able to have a point of view that's going to lead you to that, that's going to expose that. And we got to pick at that scab and we got to pour in a little bit of onion juice. We've got to grind in a little salt and then a little bit of dirt just for fun and grind that in to make the current state unacceptable. Because I firmly believe that nothing happens until someone believes that they're current. everybody's busy, right? You're a CMO of Vanilla Soft. you got a lot of stuff to do. If you are not taken outside of that emotional band, you're going to be too busy to deal with it. And, and we want to educate versus instill emotion. We talked about emotion early on ration educates emotion motivates just because you've educated someone doesn't mean they're moving you got seven seconds i know
1: randy if they want to follow you connect with you best way to do that
2: company span the chasm.com uh send me an email randy at send our our team an an email info at web you can find us linkedin you can find us Last name is Reemers, not spelled phonetically if you're Dutch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Folks, did I not nail this one? Randy was a rock star when it comes to this. Randy, thank you so much for your time today. We are all out of time, though. However, that's another episode in the bag, as they say. If you haven't, do me a favor. Go out and rate, review, share the podcast. The growth is fantastic, but we want more. We want to reach more people and bring people like Randy to them all over again because sales is a profession that we have to continually get better at together. My name is Daryl Prale. I am your host of Inside, Inside Sales. I've had fun today. I hope you've had too. We're going to do it again next week. Take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening
0: once again to another episode of Inside, Inside Sales, hosted by Daryl Prale, the CMO of VanillaSoft. Tune in every other week for actionable ideas to increase your sales productivity. One of the many shows on the ever-growing Funnel Radio Channel, sponsored by VanillaSoft.